0: Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. And uh, We're excited to hear from uh, my friends and like, a, like, kind of like parents in our life. Honestly, Pastor Frank and Chris become quick, just uh, influences in my wife and I's life. And we love them. We love their family. Uh, Pastor Frank and Chris, uh, Pastor Viva Church in Oshawa, Ontario, and uh, they have been doing this for 30 years. They started just like we started, uh, with a vision in their heart. Uh and they just been plowing away for thirty years and now they've you know they've built an amazing church and reaching the next generation and just doing incredible things for the kingdom of God. And we're blessed to have them here with us this morning. There's about five, six other churches that sent me hate emails because he's in town and they found out and they're like, Ryan, I'm gonna egg your church next week, you know, because uh, they all wanted him to come and, and him and Chris to come. But we we're we're thankful that I got there first and And I offered him, uh, you know, more treats and nicer food. And they were like, I'm in. We're so blessed to have them today. And uh, I want you just to do me a favor. I know you just sat your buns down, but would you stand to your feet this morning? Come on, let's clap together. Put our hands together. Let's thank him as he comes today.
1: Awesome. Guys, I am just so blown away at what is going on here. I just wanted to share quickly, you're going to tell I'm originally not from Canada. So y'all can probably hear that. Um, I'm from South Carolina originally. I was a missionary down in Brazil, used to work with Pastor Frank's mom and dad down there. And um, he's from Brazil, of course. And so that's how we met. And people ask me, how did you end up here in Canada? And I said that it was love only because I have better weather in South Carolina. I could tell you that much. (laughs) But I love Canada. I'm a Canadian citizen now. It's a beautiful nation. I love this nation. God is doing something here in Canada. You know, you, you know, God's doing something right here. I just wanted to share something really quickly, a couple of things here. But just yesterday, Ryan, I just want to share something for you. I believe it's for the whole church, but specifically for you and um, Stephanie, you know, when we were eating dinner together last night and I was kind of wondering, and I didn't say anything because I was kind of wondering why did God show me that? But he just showed me, um, you and Stephanie as this very, very large stake. Like not not the kind you cut and eat, but a steak that goes in the ground, right? And I just saw you there and he was holding you to the ground and there was just a massive blow that hit, but he was driving you down deep in the ground. And when I got here today, I had no idea that you guys were down deep in the ground here. Like literally, literally. And as we were worshiping, I just felt the Lord's just speaking to my heart about, you know, that there's a real purpose in where even physically, prophetically where you are here. I'm not saying that you'll stay here forever, but I just felt the Lord saying here that there, he that a stake in the ground, you and Stephanie personally, but the church, that he's driving you down deep in the ground because there's something that he wants to do, stabilizing, that there's something going on. When I got in here and I got underneath the ground and I saw what was going on in here, you could see that together he's he's causing something to be built here that's so solid and stable. And what is a stake in the ground for? It's to help other things that are not stable, secure to that so that they can have stability. And so God's doing something, amen, here in this place, in this church. Not only are you being stabilized, but there are gonna be many people that are coming because they sense and see if I get in that place and hook on that God's gonna do something in my life, stabilize my life, my family, amen, and others are gonna come. So I feel like something really good is going on here. There's a lot of foundation that's being laid. Also sense that the Lord is working in your foundations as well. And that this season that you're in, that God, you're going to see what happens in this season has everything to do with what will happen in the next. And there's going to be a lot of growth here because this is super, this is really great what God is doing here. Um, the other thing I wanted to share with you, just going to shift gears and I'll give it back to Pastor Frank. He's like, I wonder if she's going to be quiet. I don't know. <laughs> um But just one other thing, I just want to encourage you in this, you know, years ago when we were in a a, a phase where we were believing for our building, you know, we've all been through that as churches and, you know, just personally, God really spoke to Pastor Frank and I, we didn't own a home until we were 40. I think you were 40 years old and I, maybe it was 37. Ha, He's older than me. (laughs) Right, but, um, you know, and we were just like really saving for this house. We really wanted to have a house. We were believing God for a house, just everything. You know, we were really believing for something personal in our lives. And, you know, um, my grandmother secretary called and said, hey, you know, your grandmother wants to give you some money. She gave me like, it was like $14,000 back then. That was like a million to us. And we were just like, wow, okay. You know, we can finally buy a house. I was just so thrilled. And immediately when I told Frank that, he had felt that that money was actually for the new building that we were, you know, about to, we were raising money for a new building. And, um, I was, I was not there. And, and the Lord really ministered me. I remember I was in my room, I was worshiping him, thanking him. And then he just began to speak to me. And he told me this, he said, you build my house and I'll build yours. And you know, he said, That money, that one is for my house. It's a seed. I gave you a seed. And you know, he because God get puts money in our hands, guys. Some is a seed, some's for sowing, and some's for eating. And he told me, he said, There'll be a time where I'm gonna give you the eating seed, but this one is for sowing. And boy, when we did that, it was everything we, we did it with so much faith and joy because God really broke through my heart. I went out Frank will tell you, I was probably crying and trembling. My lip was trembling and, you know, he makes fun of me. I was like, God just talked to me. And he said that that money, and, you know, it, he was like, okay, God, I'm so glad because I was I was going to have to tell you that God told me that already a few weeks ago, but we planted it. It was such a joy. God moved with, that. we moved into that building. And you know what, guys, we about, maybe it was a year later, we ended up um, being able to put a down payment on a house for ourselves. And the Lord brought like, it it needed so much work on that house. He brought like 40 people from all over the place that came and helped us for three months renovate that house, which was an impossibility almost to see this happen. We moved into that home and had our own home a year after. And it it was just a miracle from the Lord. So I just want to tell you, just pray. You know, God's going to do it. That money is going to come. Money's not an issue with the Lord, because when we're just got our heart set on Him, He's going to break through, He's going to do it, He's going to speak to our hearts, He uses us to do that, but don't ever worry, because when you sow a seed, He's, he's going to always take care of your need later, amen, it's going to happen, amen, but bless you guys, we're thrilled.
2: Amen.
3: Well, it is good to be here, and uh, think about a guy that is blessed, it's like, man, the presence of God already, and uh, just the spirit of the house. I have been watching you guys. I mean, I watch you guys all the time, uh, particularly this past two weeks, and um, just to see what God was doing. And uh, I am so thrilled with what's happening here and the step of faith and how, uh, you know, you guys are embracing this. And, uh, you know, I hope you realize that you're not doing this for you. I'll say that again because I hope you realize that you are not doing this for you. You're doing this for those that are not here yet doing this because Jesus has a plan and has a purpose for the city. And so all the efforts and all the sacrifice and all the giving and all the labor and all the prayer and all everything has to do with the harvest that God is sending you to this place. Can you say amen to that? Yes. And uh, I am so blessed uh, to be here. And uh, I don't have, you know, a, a lot of time, but I do have a word for you. And uh, that word came before I ever heard anything. This word I never preach in our church. This is a, a a word, a download of heaven for you. That is, you know, I didn't talk to your pastor about about uh, other than last night. I sent him my notes and so i don't know if he looked it or not but uh you know it is just i know that god has something uh you know to speak to you to kind of uh, bring to you you know uh, make room for fresh faith and miracles and growing family and uh, lost children and uh building uh, his church you know in your life all of those things that you guys have been talking about these past two weeks and uh things that just came to kind of um, say, yes, this is what I have for you. And uh, I want to just share with you a word, um, and I entitled this word, A Place Called There. Can you say that with me? A Place Called There. All right, I have 24 minutes. Let's go. First Kings chapter 17, verse 1 to 7 says this. And Elijah, the Tishabite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand. There shall not be dew nor do nor rain these days except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook of Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I and I have commanded the havens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and he stayed by the brook, which flows into the Jordan. The havens, ravens. ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Father, we ask your blessing upon your word in the name of Jesus. And
2: everybody said, amen and amen. Hopefully, hopefully, five new locations and uh, you have to be in a journey and uh, so goes the church
3: so go your personal life so goes the church and I want you to see a parallel between your house the church the place that the Lord has planted you with your own life you labor you believe you persevered you remain and now there is a step of faith that you're going to take and you're entering into your seventh year and I want to speak over this house that your next years, that your next season is a years of full of blessing and I want you to believe that I want you to believe you're living in a, in a culture and living in a season where men is doom and gloom but that's not the church of Jesus Christ that shouldn't be you it shouldn't be your marriage it shouldn't be your family it shouldn't be your finances that God has something amazing to do in your life first King 17 describes of a darkest place in the nation of Israel history of Israel there is an evil king even with an even evil, uh, evil wife i mean she is a devil with a skirt on can you say amen you know ahab and jezebel were the kings and queen over the northern tribe of israel and under their leadership israel had wandered away from god by turning to worship of idols rather than to worship the lord god and they had torn down the altar of jehovah and begin to worship baal god which is uh, the nation has been Backslidden and from the Lord, and they turn away, and they turn their backs from God, and they begin to now worship and serve a false gods, and into this climate of idolatry, into this climate of uh, um, um, apostasy. God plants a prophet who does not give a rip about public opinion. And he comes into the, the march into the presence of King Ahab, and he says to King Ahab, it will not rain again until I say so. I don't know about you, but that's a bold statement. You get into our prime minister and say, nothing will happen until I say so it's like that was kind of that thing that was happening there and this is almost huma- uh, funny because the God of Baal was thought to be the God of rain and the God of ag- agriculture and so here they are they are worshiping a God that's supposed to be helping them but this God that they're worshiping is not helping them and now uh, um, the Prophet comes and say I'm gonna show you who the God of the rain who the God of blessing who the God of Israel is and he's the God that still waters the earth and I'm going to show you that the gods that you are worshiping is not the God that you need to be worshiped but rather Jehovah God and he speaks it and now a three and a half years it sets off it starts off just a drought completely drought and 1st Kings seventeen eighteen are one of my favorite scriptures in the Word of God because it has to do with something that happened in the nation it talks about a revival in the nation a reformation in the whole nation I've gotten assignment to tell you that there are times in your life that God will speak to you on your journey and send you to a specific place called there. Say there. A place called there. Look at verse two. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, "Get away from here and turn eastward and hide in the brook of Kerif, which flows into the journey. God told Elijah in the midst of a famine, when nobody else had water or had food, and He said, "I want you to get to the ravine called Kerif, because there, say there, I have commanded the ravens. Is that how you say ravens to feed you? A place." call there say a place called there A place called there is a place of encounter, is a place of blessings, a place where God's power will meet us, is a place where every single one of us, and certainly as a church we need to be a place called there. When everyone is building, you know, and is going to experience a time of, you know, of maybe lack and trouble and all that kind of stuff where a place called there is a place many times that, you know, 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 4, it doesn't make sense you're there, but you know, it's uh, like doesn't make sense even why you're there, and God will say to you, Get there. Whatever you do, get there because there I have made a provision for you. There, in that place, I have made a provision for you. he said, I want you to get to the ravine called Kerith because this is the place that I have appointed to ravens to come and to feed you. And let me talk a little bit about this Kerith because Kerith simply means a cutting away, a cutting off, and a cutting back. That's what it means. In other words, a place called there, first of all, is a a place of pruning say ouch he is a prophet he is a prophet who has the will of god he's in the center of the will of god declaring the word of the lord now he's obeying god into a, into a and goes into a place called kerif because before i can rain down through you i've got to get you in a place where i can't i cut some stuff off from you listen it's always when we go to the next level in your personal life in your marriage in your finances in your church is that because you go to a greater place in god that will always be a pruning always be a pruning look to the person beside you and say don't be surprised it's always be a pruning. Now, I don't like that. Perhaps even this morning, there is someone who finds himself in this place called Karee. If you look at your life, you look at your marriage, you look at your finances, you look at your personal life, you took it at church and you say, man, there's been a pruning going on. You know, there is no, no, no place that you can turn to. It's, it's this brook is a place where you are totally dependent upon God. There is no other source of help. And I can tell you this, you are would be in the best place when you look around and say that is nobody that can help me only the lord this is the best place that you can be it's a place where you learn that jesus is enough That indeed He is our Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for you. And I can tell you that God in His love and His mercy will oftentimes in your life, will put you in a season where He has to trim some things out of your life in order to take you to the next place. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. In 2019, the Lord spoke to us as a church, as an eldership and said there will be a pruning going on. And boy, lo and behold, I mean, over the years, 30 years, there was a lot of pruning. And there'd still be a lot of pruning. Because when we get too comfortable where we are, God does something and kind of takes our security, takes our things away. Things that we think, you know, this is so good. And God's saying, oh, you're relying too much on those things. I want to take them away so you can rely back on me. And pruning is always a good thing. Look to the person beside you and say, it's always a good thing. See, Jesus told in the book of John that if you want to go from fruit, to more fruit, to much fruit, you have to go to a pruning time. Now we want to be in a fruit. Fruit is good and more fruit is good, but a much fruit is much better. Yet you have to go to that pruning. See, we've got sometimes, you know, pruning sometimes take place in our life. Sometimes God begins to trim people off of our lives and you don't know why. Sometimes you come into a season where financially you have just enough, but no more. And you say, God, what's going on? I've been faithful, I've been giving, I've been tithing, I'm offering this, this campaign in the church, I'm there. But, but it seems that it's so tight. Sometimes there is too much that we rely on and God's saying, I want you to know. That I am enough for you and I think it's healthy for you to know, for your kids to know. That you look to the face of God and say, God, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for you, we would not have the job that we have. We don't have the things that we have. We don't have the house that we have. Lord, it's only you. It's a healthy thing for us to recognize that He doesn't come. I remember when you're putting, you know, same thing with you guys here. Someone come and said, Pastor, what about if God doesn't provide? If
2: God doesn't provide, I'm dead. God doesn't provide like, but he's going to, he's going to because he's a God. Can you say amen? You see,
3: he takes you to the brook and he says, I'm going to cut away everything else that you trusted in. I'm going to cut away everything that you are relying upon. I'm going to cut everything else that you are depending on. And this is not a comfortable place. Why? Because we don't
2: like pruning, but it's healthy and it's good. Say amen to that. You see, nobody, nobody, nobody's tweeting or FaceTiming
3: or fa- Facebooking or Instagramming. you know, a Kerif place. You know, we, we, we like the palace. But when we are in Kerif, man, it's like, no, I don't want, I want to forget about that place. We look at our securities and our saves and man, it's all, it's, it's all like that. But let me just remind you, man, that the weeping may last all night, but joy comes in the morning. Come on, that your God that you serve is a mighty God. He's a faithful God. He's a good God. He's a God that look at Love City Church today and say, I like that thing. I like it It might be hidden from everybody else, but my eyes are here. And that's what you want. You want to have the eyes of God over your house, over your place. And you have to understand that God is not slumbering or sleeping or kind of, oops, you know, I don't know what's going on. No, God is very aware of your life, of your marriage, of your finances, of what's going on in your life. And He's not turning His back, but He's looking at your situation. And it's like I lift up my eye to the hill where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, even in that place of pruning. But man, you know, uh, it's like, I'll never leave you, not forsake you. It's like, these are not just words, guys, that, you know, it's nice to recite. This is like, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. A place called there is a place of provision. Now it's going to get better. Verse 4. And it, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and that I have commanded the ravens to feed you there." In the midst, in the middle of a famine, God fed the prophet. I could tell you the story of our building, how it went. It was something like that in the crazy time. We just adventured. I mean, we didn't have a penny to our name, and God just spoke. And you need to do this and a building that would cost one point something million dollars. We bought for 400,000, but we didn't have the money to pay for the light bill. And we didn't know how to do. God raised a a, a street person, folks, a street person, a street person to give us you know, the total of the offering was about $500,000. The church gave 250000 to the church and 250000 to a couple that just would take him out for lunch. Nobody knew that this guy would be worth half a million dollars. Like in the time, folks, that you think, okay, you know, you just have to trust God. You see, it's just amazing when you do see in the middle, in the middle of a fam, God always provides. But sometimes you've got to get there. Wouldn't that be nice for you to have all that you need and then make this venture? That's not the way God works. It would be easy. It would be easy. But I tell you what you want. What you want is look back six months from now and look. I don't know how he did it, but you know that God did it. I don't know. I wasn't expecting that blessing that came just around this time. But God blessed and I was able to continue. I was able to be a part. You see, you want God to be able to 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 you know to do it for you. And that's only if you are in the place called You see, we want God to bless us here when He sent us there. And, and we think, well, can I can I just hear? No, 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 you gotta go there in order for God for me to bless you. And that step of faith is just what God's looking for. See, God's going to speak to you and direct you to a specific place. And your ability to receive the provision that God has is directly linked with your ability to walk in the faith that He has given you and get you in a place called there. Called there. We want the provision, but we don't go there. We want the provision, but we don't want to change. We want the provision, but we don't want to just stay where we are. And that's not how God works. See, I am telling I'm telling you right now, you see, the, the the accomplishment of God's purpose for you and for your church will come as you develop dependence upon God. Now, do you know Eli- why Elijah could walk up into the presence of the king Ahab and and save him and say to him, um, "There'll be no rain"? You know why he was able to do that? It's because he has been in the presence of. The greatest king. And when you are in the presence of the great king, you can walk anywhere. And I think that's what the authority that the, the Lord wants to bestow upon, you, upon your, your life, upon your church. That man, as you are in the presence of God, folks, you need to look and say, man, we have what we need. You see, this season for your life needs to be a season of faith and excitement. No room for negativity. I'm going to say that again because that sounds so good. No room for negativity. Oh, well, you know, uh, it's like, shut up. Like, yes. no way. This is a room for, we are with, God's going to do it. And we're going to see God. Why? Well, we have been in the presence of the King. Yeah. When you are in the presence of the King, then you can just face, walk our head like we own the place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you own the place. See, if God is for me, then who can be against me? Who can be abandoned again against me? He says, Hero King. Remember the two Hebrew, chi- Hebrew children? children? Hero king. Remember the two, three Hebrew children that's supposed to bow and worship other gods and say, No, we're not gonna do that. Put in the furnace. Then he said, Look, listen, king. The God we serve is able to deliver us. If it does not, that's not gonna change our mind. That we're going to continue to do. Place called there is also a place of the supernatural. Say supernatural. So he went and did accord, verse 5, to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed in the brook Kerif, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Now, God tells the prophet to get into the ravine because there was water there. The Bible said that God commanded the birds to get the bread and the meat and go there because there was the place of provision listen very carefully now if i'm elijah i'm wondering why do i have to go there in order for god to provide why why do i have to go there have you ever talked yourself out of the will of god have you ever found yourself your mind God saying one thing but your mind saying something else and you're trying to justify yourself i think you know i think elijah as a man as he was the bible tells that
2: he was going well uh, why do i have to go there because there is the place that god's gonna bless
3: you see why do i have to go well if we trust god we're gonna understand that we have to walk this journey now listen carefully i was looking at this scripture the past two weeks and elijah is has to go to that place and in that place God's going to meet him morning and evening with food in the evening and in the morning in that appointed time there was meat and bread that was dropped into him God brought
2: the keg steakhouse Brazilian barbecue into Elijah now as I was studying I said to myself in a time of famine how is it how can you find meat and bread in the middle of the famine three and a half years everybody is going through trouble how do you find meat and then it dawned on me where do you find meat and bread in a famine time other than in the palace in the
3: kings table
2: i started doing a little research
3: and i found out that it was the servants of the king at that time because everything was dying and so what they would do is they would kind of set a plate of meat and
2: bread for the birds to come and eat so they would have food in return so listen carefully The bird goes,
3: the raven goes into the kids, into the king's palace, picks up the meat, keeps up the bread, and takes into the prophet. Do you see what's going on here? While Elijah is in a place called there, in a place of pruning, in a place of obedience, supernaturally, God was making sure Elijah had what he needed. What I'm trying to tell you is this if you get there, God will tie
2: your blessing up and he will make your enemy pay the bill. He is bringing you a stake and the enemy has to pay the bill. In other words, folks, the blessing, it comes from many places. That's why
3: we look to the Lord. Can you say amen? That's why you look to him. That's why you have three minutes. That's why we need. We look at to him. You see, here you're, here's our God. He's our God of good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I mean, God is going. If God has to use something else about this, folks, is that if we get there, God will use not only any bird. He used a specific bird called the ravens. That we you say. And, and this is a dirty bird in, in to start with. A dirty bird. A dirty bird and he he not only he's a dirty bird but if you study that kind of bird he's not a dirty bird only but he is a selfish bird it's notorious for them to let their own kids their own their own young die and listen so the bird goes to the king's palace every day and gets the meat and gets the bread and god puts it in there and makes that bird fly into the Where the prophet is, and while he's going, is the nature of a raven to eat meat. But listen, if God wants to, if God has to get, you know, a bird that is a carnivorous bird to simply say, you know, I know that's your tendency to eat, but you're not going to eat that one. You are going to keep that one. You know what that tells me, folks, tell, tell me several things. Number one is this. Listen, the devil cannot steal your blessing. It, your blessing has a name in it. That, that bread and that meat had a name in it. And that name was Elijah. And that that was specific for him. And so it, it, God's saying, you're not going to eat this thing. You can eat all this stuff, but not that one. That one goes clean to the prophet. That, that's one thing. The devil cannot steal your blessing. Number two is this. What's your nobody can take? Did you know that? What's your nobody, nobody can take? So you don't need to be upset and
2: mad when somebody else gets the blessing and you don't. And somebody else got the house that you're believing for. When
3: somebody else got the promotion that you believe for. Listen. What's yours? It's yours. What is for you, nobody can take. That's why the joy of the Lord is my strength. it. <laughs> I know God has something for me. That is a next for me. God is a good God and he's going to keep it. Listen, what God has for Love City Church, it's yours. No other church in town, no other place in town can have it. What God has designed for you. I wish I could stay here for a little bit, but I can't. Let's go. A place called there is, last is a place of shift. He stays there. He enjoys the steak, enjoys the bread. And then out of the sun, the brook now is dry. What do you do
2: when the brook is dry and the ravens are not flying? What do you do? For three and a half years. He's there waiting. He's probably going, okay, I'm just speak to that brook to water, water, water.
3: (laughs) Ravens come, come, and they're not coming. What do you do when the brook dries up and the ravens don't fly? You move on. You simply move on. Here's what I want you to pay close attention because I believe God's is going to talk to you about this. We get used to the blessing. And we get married to the place instead of the provider. Listen to me. Listen very carefully. God's going to give you a great season ahead. You will have a great season in this place. There will be people that are going to be saved. There will be people that are going to come into this place. There will be a move of God in this place. You're going to work hard. You're going to have the blessings. And you're going to see people coming to know Jesus. You're going to see the blessings of God in this place. But just remember, don't get married to the place.
2: Don't get married. To, this is a
3: season, a great season, a good season for however long God has. But just to remember, God will always have more for you. When we think that we are so good, oh, this is so awesome. Every time in our church, in our life, oh, man, this is so good. God said, okay, time to move on. Isn't that right? Every time God says that. See, don't get too comfortable with your present there so you don't miss the next. Remember Netflix? And, and, and the, what's the name of the other, the um, Blockbuster? Is a typical, oh, it's going to, no, 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 no. Blockbuster said, we're going to put videos everywhere. People can come and don't have to come to our store. They can get anywhere. Netflix said, no, we're going to put it in the
2: cloud. Days netflix blockbuster where are they nowhere to be found they got too comfortable listen to me
3: don't get too comfortable it's always something more god has you know be content but not comfortable yes. be content but not comfortable see your inability to shift from there to there will keep you in a place of luck and not enough because god loves you too much to let a place becomes your provision
2: If you go to verse 8, would you please stand just to pretend I'm fending.
3: Verse 8 says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zephyrath, which belongs to Sidon, and, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide her for you. So he arose and went to Zephyrath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. God said, the brook dried. No ravens flying anymore. The provision here is over. This season is over. Now you have to go to another season. Here's where you are at now. Watch this. You're going to another season. And so he gets into Zephyr so the place there and shift.
2: Now, the shift is this from receiving the blessing to giving the blessing. You're coming out of this season. Listen to what I'm saying. Look what happened. He encountered this
3: widow who was in a bad situation. He gives her a word, say a word. She obeys the word in the midst of the famine.
2: She's now being provided for. Listen carefully. The man of God represents the house of God. The woman is in need. He says, what do you have in your house? She goes, I have nothing. But just oil and some, uh, some flour." She has nothing, but she has a little water. Her ability to be provided for the next season of her life. Hanging on the ability of her to let it go what she had. Them. Build my house. I'll build your house. You build God's house. God will come to your It's just simple. It's just simple. She goes and she does that. If you keep on reading, you see that
3: there was a resurrection, a miracle. There was amazing things that happened through this man of God. What am
2: I saying? I am saying that this is where you are at right now. I sense that you as a church are here in this place now to become a blessing for others. God will multiply you. God will provide. God will bring the blessing you will see. And there will be a season. And God's going to take you now to be a blessing to others. You know why I got so blessed about the first verse of chapter 17? 1 Kings 17, verse 1. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be two nor rain in these years, watch this next few words now, except by my word. Do you know why Elijah? God kept Elijah alive? You know why he kept it? because he had the word to open the heavens again. He had the word to open the heavens again. Listen, God works through people. He can do anything he wants. But here's a man that says, accept by my mouth word. And now he's alive because are gonna if you keep on reading the story, he's gonna declare now to the king that now they'll be ready. Do you know what you have? You have a word. Why is it that God's gonna provide and supply? Why is it that it's good for you to, you
3: know, seek first the kingdom of God and His writers and all of the other things? Why is it, folks, that you don't have to worry about your life? Why is it that God's saying, just focus
2: on me, focus on me, focus on me? Why? Because the word. Because of the promises of God for this city, promises of God for this region, promise of God for this place. It's because there is a word in this house. Why is it that God is interested in doing what only He can do in your life? Just because you're better than anybody else? No, it's because God watches over His word to operate and to bring blessing. And so you have a word of freedom and blessing for marriages and for families and for people. And there is a sound of this house that God has for you. And so therefore, you don't need to be looking, oh man, how are we going to do this? You need to say, all we need is a word. And we do have that word. That word's a word of life. And God's going to expand. And God's going to provide. And man, I can't wait. To be part of this deal, man. That's I can't wait. Right. Are you part of this? Yeah. Not the, the person inside. It. Are you? Are you part of this? Just, 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 yeah. Are you part of this? It's because of the life, man. It's because God loves the city. It's because yeah. God loves yeah. this people. Yeah. Because God chose you guys to be here. I just came here. No, no. you came here because God has brought you into this place. It's so, all. It's like, yeah, but us? Yes. But, 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 yes. There's something in this place. God just wants to do We don't have it together, welcome to the ground. Keep the open then yeah I don't have a lot of time passing iron but I have an hour be a lot but and I'm going to sacrifice just to the house of god you walk you don't turn of it it's the way as you look down first God puts you first Now, I don't know I, I'm done Lift up your hands. Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you for all that you have in this place for what you're going to do. Father, we thank you for faith, uh, fresh faith. They need it. Thank you for this building this place. Thank you for this vision and this house for the next, I don't know, 10, 20 years to do everything, Lord, that you, which you tell me. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. As we end this service, I wonder if there is anybody who can come Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. I don't know everybody Maybe you came to Jesus Christ, but have you had a nice hope for anybody here Maybe the same advice that I need. It. That's your justification. Is there anybody like that here today? Anybody like that? Anybody here that finds your way, yourself in a place called there, maybe in a place of you are waiting for God to do, make your sayings. It's a password. Yes, yes, Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for what you've in us. Father, we pray, O God, that you manifest your power in the weakness where we find ourselves many times. so oh, God, we thank you that you, have, you are strong in times of weakness. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, O God, Father, that even in the pruning, Lord, you are manifesting your power. And Lord, I thank you for the promises that you have for this house. I bless this house. I thank you for the pastors. Leaders here, Lord, for the laborers, Lord, for those who are volunteering, Lord, for those who are giving, oh God. Lord, I pray, Father, your blessing upon your people. Let's see, Lord, this project is going to be done. And others will come. But this one here, Lord, we just thank the church provided supply for everything that they need in
1: yeah. the name
2: of Jesus. And everybody said, yeah. Amen and amen.